Welcome to the Cybersecurity Summit Podcast at Summit Conversation. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Shayla Trevo, and I'm sitting here with Sean Riley, the CIO of North Dakota. The best Dakota. The best, the best Dakota. Dakota. That's what I heard. <laughs> Sean, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm, I'm an IT guy. That's my preferred title. But if you need a real title, I'm a chief information officer, cabinet member to Governor Burgum, and I'm completely atypical mm. from most of my peers, I guess. So I uh, started my first company at the age of 16. I sold it at the age of 19, went into industry, had all kinds of things happen in my life that made me believe that I should be helping the world instead of trying to conquer the world. And there's a whole big long story, we don't have time for all that, but fun story. And I've been a technologist for my whole life worked in all kinds of fun things, uh, Fortune 500 companies of all sorts of sizes, billion-dollar transformation initiatives. Private sector guy, never thought of getting government ever whatsoever. And this awesome guy by the name of Governor Doug Burgum, who truly, really believes in his heart that we can make the lives of people better with technology, gives me a call, says, hey, we need to praise the CIO. I'm like, it's me. I do that. <laughs> so I went up to North Dakota, and I've been up there for just shy of six years now doing everything we can to make the world a better place. Wow, that, that's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Now, I, I know that you have some opinions about education and cyber. Some, yes. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys got going on up there? Yeah, so cybersecurity is an immense, immense thing in today's world. Like cybersecurity is this unbelievable aspect of everything we do, right? So you as a citizen, like you as a citizen, do you get to choose where you get your driver's license? No. No. Do you get to choose where your tax information goes? No. Like everybody is forced, mandated to do business with the state. I think we should be mandated to defend your data. Mm -hmm. I think we should be mandated to defend you because you don't have a choice in that. Right? And then let's think about education. Let's think about the 21st century workforce. Name me a job where somebody doesn't use computers. That's really, really hard to think about. Yeah. So I've asked that in front of rooms, literally tens of thousands of people. I was in a room in the McCormick Center in California pre-pandemic, so we could actually get together. It was great, great time. Uh, 7,000 something people in the room. I asked this question. One guy is brave and yells out, professional golfer. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm not a golfer. <laughs> and the room is like, oh, what are you talking about? Uh, I use a phone that measures my app or my backswing. And this other guy goes, I got a laser on my club, right? Yeah. The reality is, is today, education must focus on computer science and cyber science because every single role that all of our children and our grandchildren and everyone is going into involves technology. And it doesn't mean they're all going to be cybersecurity analysts, but whether they're going to be a doctor or an engineer, doctor, right? Yeah. Do yeah, doctor, engineer, nurse. Maybe they just want to work at Applebee's or like everywhere they are, they're working at technology. And I want to show you a picture here. So, okay. So I'm going to swing around a photo here. So these girls, right? So I'm going to tell you a story from it. And I'm going to take up all your time. So I'm totally sorry. And but, I'm okay because this right. picture is the most adorable thing ever. I, I love it. Yeah. So so these, these girls, right? All second graders. 
I was invited by a second grade classroom to come to their classroom and see what they were doing, right? And the teacher was like, hey, we're doing some really cool things. You can see it. I'm in. Sweet. I'm in. Right? So I walk into the front door of the school. And this little girl here on the left, right? Little little one here in the in the purplish, right, with a sign. This girl comes running down the hallway, runs right at me. She goes, Stop! Don't move! And I'm like, wow, that's a scary little kid. <laughs> and on the ground is this robot. This other girl has, right? This little robot. And it drives down the hallway, it turns right, it drives right up to me, and then face of it looks up at me and it says, please take your message. And I lean down and there's this little Lego box. You can see the little Lego box here, right? There's this little Lego box and I pull out this letter and it's this letter over here. And I unfolded this big piece of paper and said, welcome to the classroom. Oh, wow. And as all the kids had put together this welcome, and I go in this classroom and these kids have Ozo box and they've got Dash box and they're doing codeforkids.org. Anybody out there coding in second grade? Any of us? No. No. Definitely not. Definitely right? wasn't happening in second grade for me. No. This is what our children are learning today, right? Why? Because this is what the future is going to be. This is what our future is, right? And these these girls who are part of this classroom, about 25 kids, are dreaming and learning and building and designing, and we'll be designing things we haven't even thought of yet. So within North Dakota, we have said it shouldn't be the rich schools. It shouldn't be just the schools that are affluent. It shouldn't just be the schools that are in the cities. It should be every single student, every single school, kindergarten through PhD. So the state of North Dakota has created computer science standards, cyber science standards, integrated those standards together, deployed them to every single school district in the state, plus all the university systems in the state. So that every single kid, regardless of where they come from, the, the big schools, the poor schools, everywhere, the tribal nation schools, all have an education that reflects what the world's really going to look like. And when I look at this, and I get super excited, I can stand up here for like five hours talking about this, excited about this. But this other little girl here, down in the, the lower left-hand corner, so... You can see she's got her itty bitty robots here. There you go. This little girl down in this corner. Yes. So when I walked in to the classroom, I kind of got to talk to everybody individually. For her, uh, I sat down and I'm like, tell me about your robot. I swear it was an hour and a half later. <laughs> and she was just a going and it was just pride and it was personal dignity and it was excitement. And she's telling me she goes, see it well. So I take the blue marker and the blue marker goes this way. And then I use the red marker and I use the black marker and I use the green marker. And I'm colorblind, so I'm like, okay, I got to trust again. <laughs> um, but she goes through all the colors, right? And what's going on is her little robot follows the line. When it hits a different color, it turns left, it turns right, it blinks, it changes at what she does. She's programming. Yeah. Right? She's learned how to code. And then she's taking that and she translated it to her tablet to be able to then run the robots, right? And there was another group, there were uh, two boys and a girl who had put together one of those robots that took a pizza box. And this pizza box, they had tied it to the robot and they had programmed up the robot to be fully autonomous. What's it gonna do? It's gonna go down to the library. This is what the little girl who was the head of them told me. She goes, well, to see, it's a long way to the library. 
So the robot's going to go down there and the librarian knows what book we need and she'll just put it on the pizza box and then it'll bring it back to us. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, and you're sitting here going, this is the future right here. This Absolutely. is where we've got to go. And I could tell immensely more stories of what every single station we do, not just North Carolina, everyone. Yeah. Like, why is this not critical education in every single school for every single student in the United States? Period. Yeah. That's where we got to go. And yes, I'm super excited about education, well, amongst other things, but it's it's a huge, huge value to the community. And I hope we're, we really are changing our future because these girls are part of that. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting. Um, I know that you and I talked a little bit about how um, I had an opportunity to talk with some of the school districts in, in Iowa, and they're doing something very, very similar. And one of the conversations is around the human factor, especially during COVID. Um, what we found is that um, most companies, as you talked about earlier, are now tech companies, which sounds kind of interesting. And we have kids on screens a lot. And the way that we talk about safety has shifted, where do not talk to strangers is not always a physical thing. It can be a virtual thing, too, depending on what's popping up on your screen. Um, for, for you all and the way that you use cybersecurity, what are some of the human factors that you think that some of these states ought to consider? Yeah, so, so think of that Kim factor. Right? So how many schools today are one of the schools? Right? Most schools are moving that way. They're giving the kids either an iPad, uh, a Samsung tablet, maybe a phone, mm -hmm. right? And these kids are one to one in kindergarten now has a tablet on them. What do we teach kindergartners? Right? Most of us, the thing I remember from kindergarten was, hey, you should share, right? You should share your toys, you should share your books, you should share what you have. What if we tell them you should share, except or on hand? Mm -hmm. This is about you. This is yours. Yeah. Right? And we redefine that aspect of no, this part, right? You share when you're with here, but you don't necessarily share with you. It's a simple leap, but for a kindergartner, you know, what are they starting to learn? Password security. Yes. Right? They're starting to learn identity management. They're starting to learn knowledge management. I mean, things that today in the industry are all these big monstrosities. But a kindergartner goes, oh, okay. So I can share these parts, but I don't share this. That's easy. And those are some of the components that we have to get into this. And the other aspect when you talk about the human factor is technology isn't something that is so apart from us anymore the way that it once was, right? It's integrated everywhere, part of everything we do. So we have to help kids realize when it's good to have it on and when it's good to turn it off and where they can walk away from it. Right, and this is kind of the mental health aspect. Like, yeah. Hey, end of my work day, close my laptop. I'm done. At the end of the school day, turn off the tablet. I'm done. You got to be able to help them understand that part, so that they can figure out when it's time to decouple, go back outside, play in the woods, yeah, play in the grass, whatever, get dirty, and then they can start playing technology. Very cool. Last question for you. For other states that may be hearing this and they may want to start doing something like this for their community, what are some key recommendations you would give them? Yeah, so build build a coalition. So what we were able to do out of this, we can ask a handful of questions that almost no one can disagree, right? 
you go to people and it doesn't matter if it's a blue state, a red state, yellow, green, whatever the political persuasion, who cares, right? But ask you, do you want your children to know these skills? Are your children going to be working in positions that are going to need these skills? Everybody goes, yes. Right? Now, the first thing I hear from the teacher community is, look, we're already teaching, how do we do this? Right? Part of that conversation is integration. When these kids come forward and they demonstrate their technology skills, what they're really doing, so not this robot, but one of the other robots, little bot about this big, about 12 inches tall, kind of looks like a Barbie doll. Okay. Uh, but that Barbie doll sits on the desk and when you go up to it as the observer, you shake the hand of the little robot. The little robot is, in this case, was dressed up like Sakakawea, which uh, here in Minnesota, everybody says Sakajawea, but <laughs> right, the proper local pronunciation is Sakakawea. But Sakakawea is the little robot. You shake her hand, right? It's connected to a computer. The computer plays a song that comes from the early 1800s. It picks up a PowerPoint that then flips through on the history of Sakakawea and meeting Lewis and Clark and her life after that and going through that history. And as you go through this, they're doing reading, they're doing writing, they're doing geography because of her travels, they're doing their history lessons, they're doing their math, they're doing music, and they're doing computer science and they're doing cyber science. Wow. All in one project. And you're integrating that knowledge set for the children and for the teachers, I mean, this, this kind of blows away the teachers because the teachers go, they're like, we do not have mental health issues in these classrooms, right? It's like, we do not have discipline issues in these classrooms because the engagement with the children is unbelievably different than, hey, stand here and stare at each other. This integrated learning system is immense. And that's something I would say for every state. They've got to think about how we're helping teachers to be able to help their students. You can't just stick a mandate on them and say, here, teach this. It doesn't help the teacher, that doesn't help the parents, the kids, anybody. Give them the tools to integrate that learning into their entire curriculum, and the teachers will love it, will be better for them, easier for them, and the kids are just unbelievably Sean, what you guys have accomplished is absolutely amazing. Thank you. I do want to say that. And I do want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to stop by and talk to us. And I look forward to seeing what innovations this wonderful young group of people will be doing in the future. They're, they're going to be impressive. They're That's going to be great. Yes. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today at the Cybersecurity Summit podcast. See you next week. We invite you to join our CyberPro community on LinkedIn at Cybersecurity Summit.